I'm Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing, and this is the Manufacturing Report. Without the steel mill and without the other companies that are in the town, it would be dried up. With the economy and inflation, people need to work and people need good jobs. And they need to constantly bargain and push for better wages so they can support themselves in this economy. America's factories are booming. In fact, a recent Treasury Department report found that manufacturing construction spending has doubled since the end of 2021. Now, from all of this growth, our nation will not only see our economic and national security strengthened, but our communities reinvigorated as well. The private companies making this investment deserve credit, as does the Biden administration, for its focus on industrial policy. But it's America's workers who are truly powering our nation. And it's their insights that we want to spotlight today. So, in honor of Labor Day, we're devoting this episode to the voices of the men and women on the factory floor who spend their days making the things America needs. Team AAM had the honor of speaking to members of the United Steelworkers Union at their Rapid Response Conference in Washington, D.C. this past summer. Their thoughts on why American manufacturing is so important and how policymakers can support it next on the Manufacturing Report. Team AAM chatted with the men and women from the many industries and workplaces United Steelworkers can be found. Folks that make everyday things like paper products, we make toilet paper, paper towels, napkins. We produce BF Goodrich tires. The slogan is a better way forward. And products you may occasionally have a need for. We make all the way from Hill Rom hospital bed to a Batesville casket. So you get, we get you coming in at birth all the way to death. United Steelworkers have a hand in so many of the materials and products that keep America running. I like to say, you know, uh, the Steelworkers, we supply America. When you look at a heavy machinery up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, plant that are earth movers that help mine coal and mine, all different type of mining operations to the shores of Lake Michigan, where you have basic steel and will help build roads, bridges, and dams. And then you look to your south, going all the way down into the aluminum plants down in Lafayette, Indiana, and Evansville, Granite City, Illinois, whether it's the Mueller plant who makes fire hydrants and the brass products there. District 7 is pretty diverse when you look at the economy of what we make. We are a We Supply America union. Now, since these workers have seen the role manufacturing plays in their communities up close and personal, we asked attendees about the importance of buying American. Here's what Jerry Miller, a local 2102 maintenance welder at Everaz Steel Mill, had to say. It supports American jobs, American families, the middle class, um, and it keeps our economy going and strong. I would always be for buying American, any way, in any shape, any form. We pay the taxes that support the government, and our tax dollars should support American jobs. Like rail, we build rail, we build seamless pipe. I believe that's part of the infrastructure at the rail that they're buying from our mill. We have to have clauses like that to protect those jobs. Things should be made in the states that are going towards projects that we fund as taxpayers. Stephanie Destoli of Local 12325 agrees. We all pay our taxes, so our money is going to support industry that supports the country. Others, like Coy Garnett from Local 977 in Chicago, Illinois, 
worry about the loss of jobs in America over the years. We used to have a, a great market share of it here, and now not so much. I've worked in this industry probably 20 years. We've, we've lost a lot of jobs. A lot of it's gone overseas, China, and we want them back. We have legislation regarding not dumping material into the country at a lower price. We can support that legislation. Another prevailing sentiment among attendees was around the importance of strengthening American manufacturing for our nation as a whole and all the towns that have grown up around our factories. We should keep things in our community as best possible, take advantage of whatever we have available and think about creating new jobs and all to create new products. And as our country matures, we also mature our manufacturing to where it contributes back to our communities. We got away from producing things in America years ago. If you don't have something for yourself, you have to depend on other people. And so now our country is dependent on foreign countries to produce the things that we need at home. We should get back to doing what we do best, and that's making our own goods here on American soil. If you don't, there could be supply chain issues. It's generating money for our country. So we don't have to worry about getting stuff from other countries. Lord forbid, if something bad happens to the steel industry in my town, it would be completely devastating. Without the steel mill and without the other companies that are in the town, it would be dried up. With the economy and inflation, people need to work and people need good jobs. And they need to constantly bargain and push for better wages so they can support themselves in this economy. William Dombrowski, who we heard from earlier, describes how the paper business in Oregon supports a manufacturing ecosystem that creates hundreds of community-supporting jobs. Paper is diversified as we depend on the trees, and it supports all the other businesses in our area. The log trucks, the chipping of the logs. We use the river to supply product up the river. We use the river to bring chips into the plant. Truck drivers take the product to the warehouses, take it to the customer. So it supports a lot of different infrastructure. We live in a small rural community and with that plant, we employ approximately 565 union workers and there's approximately 200 salary workers that are not union. The community wouldn't be there if the mill's not there. My dad worked there 43 years. I've worked there 26 years. When I started working there, it was like winning the lottery. It's just one of those jobs that you're so happy to have it. The Biden administration's efforts to stoke an American manufacturing renaissance have already yielded substantial results. But that progress stands to be eroded by special interest groups that are reliant on offshore production. These groups are working hard to subvert Buy America provisions in the bipartisan infrastructure law. These provisions require the federal government to purchase American-made products and materials for its infrastructure projects, meaning that U.S. taxpayer dollars would be reinvested into American factories and their workers. It's common sense. And don't take it from me. Here's Charlie Perko, the president of Steelworker Local 3267. Buy America for me is about 150 years of history. Our plant has sustained my town since its founding in 1872. Four generations of my own family have made their living working at that mill, and I hope with the Buy America provisions of the Infrastructure Investment Act that we maybe see a sixth and seventh generation of Pueblo steel workers earn their living there. Certain economists would have us think that there's 
a waste of money by not utilizing the global markets for buying our materials. But even though you can make something cheaper in a place uh, overseas, or even uh, where the labor laws and those sorts of protections don't exist, the sorts of protections that American Made provides are safety. They provide for kids to go to college based on the wages of their families. So many people in my town have gone off to college, myself included, on union wages, and you don't get that when you buy a piece of rotten bar from a Chinese mill that goes into a bridge just a few miles from a steel mill that also makes it. Donnie Blatt, the director of Steelworker District 1, says, We support Buy America provisions because those support our members, it supports the jobs that they do, and it also supports the communities in which they're located in. The Buy America provisions are very, very important, not only for the workers, but for the country as a whole. And finally, we'll close out the episode by hearing from Tishana Shoemaker of Local 1066, who shares a heartfelt story of what American manufacturing means to her. We live in America, and it makes us proud because we're making something that we use every day. And it's just a good feeling knowing that you put your hard time and effort into something great. You would be surprised at what we all make. I met a guy who his actual job is making titanium knees. And my mother has one of those titanium knees. So it's like, wow, you got a USW knee. This is everywhere. The paper, our name tags are on USW. Little things that you take for granted and don't think about USW. What a positive note to end on. And that will do it for the Manufacturing Report this week. To find out more, you can visit our website at AmericanManufacturing.org. There you can take action to protect Buy America. I want to give a special thanks and shout out to all the steelworkers featured in this episode. William Dombrowski, Charles Perko, Coy Garnett, Dottie Blatt, Jerry Miller, Jerome Davidson, Jim Knox, Ronnie Watson, Stephanie Destoli, and Tashana Shoemaker. To connect with us at the Alliance for American Manufacturing, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We tweet at Keep It Made in USA. As always, I'd like to thank the great team at AAM and Brian Aguilar in particular for helping to make this episode possible. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for engaging with us and for giving us some great episode ideas. Please keep them coming. And while you're at it, kindly leave a review and a rating. It might help other listeners who are interested in this content to find us. I'm Scott Paul, and until next time, together, we can keep it made in America.